tonight. Little ones, you're dismissed. God bless you. Go quickly to your classroom. Thank you, little ones. The rest of you stand and take your Bible in hand. I want you to invite somebody to church next Wednesday night for Revival Wednesday. How many are going to do that? Raise your hand. All right, all 10 of you. We'll take those 10 and multiply it by 15 more. All right, so come on Wednesday. Come ready and bring somebody with you. Go with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 44. Isaiah chapter 44. Let's hit the ground running. Isaiah 44 verse 2. Over the next five weeks, we're going to get to verse 22, but today we'll consider verses 2 through 4 with God's help. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 2. Uh, we're going to read out of King James today, Isaiah chapter 44, uh, verse 2. Sister, that's verse 12. Give me verse 2, Isaiah chapter 44, verse 2. Earlier today, Sister Tanya told Pastor Sarah it's the second day of the year, sis, because she had a brain fart or something to that effect. So let's get to verse 2. Help me read tonight. Amen. Ready? Read. Wait, everybody together. Ready? Read. Wait, what happened? Are we, are, are we good? It's the second day of the year. Ready? Read. Thus saith the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. Verse 3, for I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. Verse 4, and they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the water courses. Go back to verse 2, sister, and then we're going to pray. Verse 2, please. Verse 2 and 3. Verse 2 and verse 3. Not verse 4. Verse 2 and verse 3. Okay, there's verse 3. Give me verse 2. I know it's the computer. They were blaming the computer. I think it's the computer, right? Okay. All right, verse 3, and then we'll pray. Ready? Read. For I will. Read that again. For I will. And floods upon the dry ground. I will. And my blessing. Let's pray. Father, bless your word in every heart and life tonight. God, we thank you for your word. Your word is truth. Lord, I pray that as we sit at your feet that you would feed us the bread of heaven until we want no more. I pray that your people tonight would be edified and that your name be glorified in all that is said tonight. Jesus, we give you praise and we ask it all in your name. And everybody said amen. Be seated, please. If you're familiar with the book of Isaiah, and even if you're not familiar, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, everybody say with me, Isaiah 43. One more time, say Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43 ends with a warning of judgment. You have to understand this. I got to lay groundwork. At the end of Isaiah chapter 43, there's a warning given to Israel. Now, we don't ever take the place of Israel. That's a thing called replacement theology. When we read the Old Testament, uh, obviously, it's not that we take the place of Israel, but there are promises that God makes to Israel as his covenant people that we as Gentiles who have been grafted in, we can also say yes and amen. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Without doing violence to the scripture, we read Isaiah 44. God gives them a stern warning at the end of Isaiah chapter 43, and you're going to read Isaiah chapter 43 when you get home, right? All right. So at the end of 43, of chapter 43, God gives his people a very stern warning. But even though he gives them a stern warning, he, Isaiah opens up in chapter 44, verses 1 through 22, with a promise. Somebody say a promise. Now, we pick up in verse 2. Look at your Bible. Don't look at me. Look at verse 2. Sister, give me verse 2 now. The word of God, don't read it out loud. I'm going to read it. It says, thus says the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not. Somebody say, fear not. 
Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou, Jeserun, whom I have chosen. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. Give me verse 3. For I will, somebody say, I will. I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon your dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed. And not only that, but I will pour my blessing upon thine offspring. That tells us, number one, follow me, says number one, that there is a promise. And, I, and, I, and you need to know this tonight. This is not a promise from the pastor. This is not a promise from our denomination. This is not even a promise from your wife, your compadre, your comadre. This is a promise. There is a promise. I came to tell you tonight that we are not a people who are wandering aimlessly without a promise from God's word. There is a promise. You want to know why people, you want to know why people want you want to know why people end their life prematurely? Because they lose hope. And why do they lose hope? Because they lose sight of something. What do they lose sight of? They lose sight of this reality that there is always a promise. Somebody declare with me, there is a promise. You are not a people. We are not a people without a promise. That's why you can't ever quit. That's why you can't ever turn back. That's why you can't ever fall short because there is a promise. I, this year, I was as close to quitting as I've ever been, but by the grace of God, I'm standing. I wish somebody would hear me tonight. By the grace of God, I'm still standing. Why am I still standing? The word of God says I would have fainted. I would have fainted if I didn't believe that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. How many know what it's like to be sustained? Not by a promise that your husband made, not by a promise that your wife made, but a promise from God's word. There's a promise. If you will grab hold of this reality, there is a promise. When the enemy comes in like a flood, remember that there is a promise. What's a promise? And I, can I tell you something else? For every lie of the enemy, there is always a promise from God's word. I've lived this out. For every, every lie of the enemy, there's a promise to combat that deception. I promise you that God will give you a word. God will give you something to stand on. When all else fails, there's always a promise. Somebody shout, there is a promise. You are not a people. We are not a people without promise. We don't walk aimlessly. And this is a generation, if you, if you, if you can look up from your phone for just a moment, this is a generation. I, I, I went to Disneyland recently, and it's, and it's creepy because what you end up seeing is you see masses walking around aimlessly, and, and, and I'm guilty sometimes I have to remind myself put your phone away because you look like the masses who are walking aimlessly like zombies I don't know if you've ever seen this but it's creepy how our attention is so it's so it's it's so divided now more than ever and people watching now people more than ever are hungry and thirsty but they're hungry and thirsty for the wrong things we're thirsty for affirmation. That's why Facebook and Instagram, and that's why Snapchat, that's why those apps are thriving, because they focus on our desire, our need, our human need and desire for affirmation. Get this. All Mark Zuckerberg did was capitalize on human nature. He knows that we love to be affirmed. And so when you like a picture, it comes in the form of a what? Of a, I wish you'd help me like you know what I'm talking about. It comes in the form of a what? By the way, that's a, that thing I'm doing. I'm not throwing gang signs. That's supposed to be a heart. You're like, I don't know what you're trying to do there. I don't know. What is that? There's a promise. Stop walking aimlessly as if, you're not, as if you are a people without a promise. You don't walk aimlessly. We don't walk aimlessly. This is, what dis this is what distinguishes people of God, children of God. They always have a promise. This is what set Israel apart from the other pagan nations. They went, into, they went headlong into bondage. And even while they were in under Babylonian captivity, there was a promise. Think about this. 
in captivity for decade after decade. But there was a promise that God would come back to them and would restore them and would deliver them from that from that Babylonian captivity. If you're Israel, you know what it's like to hold on to a promise, and we should do the same. It doesn't matter how long you got to wait. There is a promise that you can stand on, and it's not from men. It is a promise from God. Somebody say, there is a promise. There's a promise. Now, this is a reason for you to not fear. Watch what the verse says. Look at verse 2. It says, fear not, O Jacob. It tells you not to fear. Touch your neighbor and say, fear not. Uh, thus says the Lord, watch it, thus says the Lord, the one that formed thee from the womb, which I will help thee, fear not. Somebody say, fear not. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but some of you are afraid. What you're afraid of, I'm not going to ask you, but you're afraid. Some of you are afraid. You're afraid that you're going to have enough to make it. Some of you are afraid that your kids aren't going to ever return. Some of you are afraid that your unsaved loved ones are ever going to come to Christ. Some of you are afraid that your marriage is going to fail. Some of you are afraid right now that the doctor's report is truer than what the Lord's report is. Some of you are afraid. You're afraid. But today the word of the Lord is, watch it now, it says, fear not, O Jacob. The Lord tells us, fear not. I know it's cheesy and borderline cliche, but there are 365 times in the word of God that it tells you not to fear. 365 times in the word of God it says, fear not. There are 365 days in our calendar year. That's reason enough for you to be reminded every single day, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. I know what it's looked like, but don't be afraid. Why? Because there is a promise over the house of Jacob. Somebody shout hallelujah. There is a promise now. Now, now I want you to see, look at, look, let's read verse 2 together. Ready? Now you can help me read. Ready? Read. Thus says the Lord that, read it con ganas, ready? Read. Thus says the Lord that, may thee, and what? Which will what? Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou, Jeshurun, whom I... Now, I got I to gotta teach this because, because, because it's important. That word Jesuan is only used three times. Somebody say three times. You got to know this. That word Jesuan is only used three times. In the word of God, the, word, the name Jacob and Israel are used. And they're, they're, used they, they, they're intertwined. They go back and forth. Jacob was given a name after he wrestled with God. He was given the name Israel because he wrestled with God and prevailed. And so, so he said, today, today, today your name is Israel because Jacob means sir planner, heel catcher. But this word, Jesuin, is only used three other times in the entirety of the Old Testament. And it's also used to speak of Israel. Now, the word Jesuin, please give me your attention. I've never taught this. The word Jesuin means upright one. This matters. Why does it matter that Jesuin means upright one? Because in the word of God, when we read, when we see this name used to speak of Israel, Israel was not walking uprightly. You're going to catch me in a moment. Why does that word right there matter? Because it means upright one or one who walks righteously. Now, think about this. If that wasn't enough, God calls Israel or his people Jeshuan or those that are upright when they weren't walking uprightly. You ain't hear me. This is an image and a depiction of God's amazing grace. Somebody say grace. Whether you realize it or not, you're under grace right now. Somebody shout grace. grace. Some of you ain't catching it. It's the equivalent of, of uh, ladies, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna know. I'm sorry, ladies. I love y'all. I promise you. We love you, sisters. Praise Jesus for your natural beauty. And, and the, the woman who fears the Lord is, is pretty. Sometimes. But ladies, when you wake up without your face on, I hear you, Sister Lori. Don't laugh too loud, Brother Tony. You're going to end up on the couch. Ladies, when you wake up in the morning without your face on, look at the ladies quiet, acting like they don't know what I'm talking about. I, I, I always look beautiful. Mm. 
Ladies, when you wake up after you wash your face, your eyebrows are missing. I need to stop before I sleep on the couch. Can you imagine all the makeup gone? All the, all, uh, all the outer beauty gone? And your husband looks you dead in the face and says, you are absolutely beautiful to me. What? What do you want? What you want from me? You know I look tore up. Isn't it amazing that just one means, watch it now, it means upright one. And, and I want you to see it in the scripture. I want, sister, give me the text because, because they, they, they don't believe, they think, I'm, they think I'm lying to them. I want you to go to the book of Deuteronomy, go quickly, go to Deuteronomy 32.15, because, because, 32.15, because you're going to see Deuteronomy 32.15, watch, watch it now. Uh, we're going we're to read where it talks about, about, about Israel here. And, and, and it says, you're, 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 you're upright, you're the upright one. Somebody say, upright one. <laughs> Somebody say, I am. The righteousness of God. Oh, you got to believe it. Somebody say, I am the righteousness of God. Get this. Jeshuan, ready? Help me read this. Ready? Now, it's talking about Israel. Israel, Jeshuan, Israel, Jacob. They're, in it. They're interchangeable. Ready? Read. But, read that again. But, and what else? Thou art. Wait a minute. Now, let me help y'all. This is not in a good way. I saw Minister Wilson. Thou art grown thick. That ain't good thick. It's bad thick. So some of y'all are like, I'm thick, pray. No, wrong. Wicked. But Jeshua waxed fat and kicked. Thou art waxing fat. Help me read now. Thou art grown thick. Thou art covered with what? With fatness. Then he forsook God, which made him and lightly esteem the rock of his salvation. There are other scriptures in the Old Testament where it talks about God's people having literally fat ears, ears that were stopped, couldn't hear the word of the Lord. So here in the text when it says, oh, Jeshua, you, you, you've waxed fat, it talks not only about a rebelliousness, it talks about a blatant disregard for the God of their salvation. Let me put it to you this way. Even, you're not going to say amen to this, but you too have shown blatant disregard to the rock of your salvation. And guess what? Guess what the grace of God compels him to do? To look on you with mercy and say you are the upright one. Not because you yourself are upright, but because you're found in Christ who is always righteous, always holy, always, always, always keeping the covenant between him and his father. Thank God that you right now, in spite of your condition, I wish you'd help me tell the truth tonight. In spite of your condition, you can walk out of this church and say he looks upon Upon me with eyes of love and calls me the upright one not because I have always walked uprightly but because I'm found in the son of God who is forever righteous on my behalf even when I disregarded the rock of my salvation he looked upon me I wish you testify he looked upon you with eyes of mercy and compassion and said you wax fat you're in rebellion but I will draw you near unto me I will call you unto myself oh Jacob I will call you back unto me and thank God that your rebellion didn't negate the promise where would you be if God where would you be if the promise was canceled because of your rebellion I'll tell you where I'd be I'd be lost 
and undone, but I can lift my hand tonight, and I wish you would do the same. I can lift my hand tonight and say, thank God that there is still a promise. Somebody shout hallelujah. Go back to the text. I had to, I had to give that to you. Upright one. You wax fat. You didn't esteem the rock of your salvation, but you're upright. That's God's grace. Somebody shout, that's God's grace. There is a promise. Now, let's go back to our text. Verse 3. Now, we, we read verse 3. Uh, you you got to get this. What is the promise then? Ready? For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, for I will. I love that. For I will. It doesn't say I might. He said, I will pour water. There is a promise. What is the promise? Put it up there. The promise is to pour out his spirit. There is a promise. And this is what the promise is. To pour out his spirit for I. Give me the verse. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. There is a promise and that promise is to pour out his spirit. God is not only going to give them his spirit. He will pour out his spirit on Growing up in Coachella, Coachella water used to taste good. I don't know how it tastes anymore. I don't live there. Indio's water tastes terrible. It's all cloudy and gray. But we grew up in Coachella. Coachella has a bad rap, but we grew up in Coachella. And Coachella's drinking water, the water straight from the manguera. Today, you don't let your kids drink anything but Dasani. Your kids grew up on Aquafina. We grew up on Manguera Fina. That's why we're stronger. We used to drink the water from the manguera. And you want to know something? It tasted sweeter in the summertime. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Pastor Joe. Right out of the manguera, and it was sweet. Now, I wouldn't do it now because I know better. But that water was good. Watch it now. Not only does he give us a promise, but he promises to pour out his spirit. This is what, this is what causes me to cringe. And this is what we're going to this is what we're going to be ministering for the next 4 weeks is that if I told you that God promised to give you You see I don't even need to finish that sentence because you know what you desire. But what if I told you that the thing that you desire wasn't it isn't what you truly need to desire most. I wish you'd hear me, ALC. And everybody else is going to listen to this message somewhere else because people listen at other churches. People are listening in other cities. We get messages saying, I'm listening to your podcast. Every time we stop uploading our messages, we get messages from people. I've gotten messages from Las Vegas saying, I listen to your podcast. You need to keep putting those things on. You're not hearing me here. But whoever listens to this word, I can almost guarantee that the thing that you desire most is the thing that you need most. Some of you, if I told you, I pr- God is promising you a... And you can fill in whatever you desire. I promise you, you lift both hands, you shout hallelujah, thank God. Some of you want a husband, and you're asking, Lord, give me a husband. And you don't realize that what you need most is for him to be your husband first. That ain't going to get no amens in here. Oh, that's all right. Some of you desire, oh, you desire what? And, and what, you, what you don't realize is that you need to learn how to make the Lord God your helper. God, send me a helper. He's like, I need to be your helper first. So he says, I will pour, here's the promise, fear not, O Jacob, because I will pour out my spirit. That's a promise from God. Now, he doesn't say I'm going to trickle it out. He says I'm going to pour it out. Do you know what it is to pour out? 
He didn't say, I'm going to slowly release. He said, I will pour. How many know what it's like to pour out water? Have you ever done it? We grew up with a father. We grew up, my, da my daddy's not here, so I can talk bad about him. Don't, don't tell him I said this. But we grew up with a father that when we spilled something on the table, he got upset. How many know what, how many grew up with the pops like that? Nobody? Y'all didn't grow up there? Thank you, Fernie. I appreciate your honesty. I mean, if we knocked over a glass or something, and boom, it, I mean, he got so angry. And the Munoz, it's in his blood. And my cousin can testify to this. My, my dad, he wouldn't yell at us, but he would talk to us through his teeth. He still does it. Not me, because I'm saved, but he still does it. God is promising his people. He said, I will pour out my spirit. You're not hearing me. He said, I'll pour out my spirit. Not rain, not drizzle. I'm going to pour it out. The promise is that he's going to pour out his spirit upon his people. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters. Hello, ladies. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Somebody shout, he will pour. Uh, you're falling asleep. Somebody shout, he will pour. Somebody say, pour it out, Lord. Help me preach this. Somebody say, pour it out, Lord. How many want God to pour out his spirit upon you? Can you just, can you, I want to see that you're with me now. How many want God to pour out his spirit over your house? There is, there, it's a pour. He's going to pour out his spirit. He's not only going to give his spirit, he's about to pour out his spirit. He's about to pour it out. Somebody shall pour it out. That means that, watch it now, that, that this is a freedom. Follow me, sister. There is, this is a freedom in the giving of the Spirit. It's not just a little bit. He said, I'm going to give my Spirit freely in this year. God is going to freely give His Spirit to who? To them that are thirsty. This is a freedom in the giving of the Spirit. Secondly, this is a flow in the giving of the Spirit. This year, I promise you on the authority of God's Word, this promise is for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. It's going to be with freedom, and it's going to be a flow. Somebody say, freedom somebody shall flow that means when you're working hallelujah the spirit of God is going to flow out of you that means that God is going to give you a witness in your soul that means you're going to encounter people on the street come on minister Wilson that you're going to testify to and there's going to be a flow of the spirit and this is what this church needs right now we don't just need a good service and your pastor has been praying and seeking the face of God saying Lord where is this promise he said son you will see that I will pour out my spirit on this house and there will be a flow of the spirit every time I wish you'd hear me every time you gather I will pour out my spirit somebody shout hallelujah it's not, only, it's not only a flow, but this is an abundance in the giving of the spirit you don't need a trickle, you don't need a shower you need him to pour it out I know that not everybody's hungry that's why he says this is for the thirsty Oh, I wish, I wish, my heart wishes that this, that everybody desired for the Spirit of God to be poured out over their home. But this is only for the thirsty. This is for those that want that flow. This is for those that want that freedom. This is for those that want that abundance. Not only that, I'm almost done. This is an, this is an evident giving of the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord said, tell them that it's going to be evident in their life. 
Tell them that this outpouring of the Holy Ghost is going to be evident to everybody around them. Their family's going to see it. Their cousins are going to see it. Their coworkers are going to see it. They're going to say, what in the world is going on with you? Can I tell you that sometimes we encounter moves of the Spirit in our life, but there's no outward evidence. Not this year. What God is about to do in this house and what God's about to do in your life, it will give evidence. There's going. You better hear the word of the Lord. There is going to be outward evidence of this flow of the Spirit of God in your family, not only in your family, but in your finances. You better hear the word of God in your health it will manifest you better believe that God keeps his word and because you've waited on him because you didn't give up you're about to see the evidence of the promise somebody say evidence somebody shout evidence my God, some of you are like, this is exactly what I'm lacking because I try to tell people that I'm waiting on God. I try to tell people, you know who I'm talking to. Yeah, I, I try to tell people that there's a promise. I'm trying to tell them. I'm trying to convince. Some of you are trying to convince your family. Some of you are trying to convince your loved ones. Some of you are trying to convince your spouse that there is a promise, but they don't see the evidence. And this is the year that God is going to bring them to repentance because, he's, because there's going to be tangible evidence of the promise that he gave to you. So don't stop believing God's word. Forget what men say. God is not a man that he should lie. And you need to hear what I'm telling you. God is not a man that he should lie nor is he the son of man that he should repent or change his mind what God said you will see the evidence of it don't waver don't look to the left or the right you will see the evidence of God's promise somebody shout hallelujah I need you to clap your hands like you're alive in the house because you're going to see evidence this year I'm almost done but there's going to be evidence I've been waiting on some things for a long time I've been waiting on some things for a long time. I've been waiting on some things for a long time. I've been believing God for some things for a long time. I don't know who else is here, but I've been waiting on some things for a long time, and I haven't seen it. And we've been toiling and working and toiling and working and sowing and watering, and we've been doing the work, but I haven't seen the evidence. But I believe this is the year that I'm about to see the evidence of God's promise. And if nobody else in this church receives it, then I will receive that word for my family. I will believe that word for this house. Charles Spurgeon, the prince of preachers, he wrote the following. God wants to pour his his spirit out. Spurgeon wrote, without the spirit of God, we can do nothing. You know this already. But sometimes you need to hear it from another preacher because you look at me cross-eyed. Spurgeon said, without the spirit of God, we can do nothing. We are as ships without wind. We're like chariots without steeds. We're like branches without sap. We are withered. We're like coals but without the fire. We are useless as an offering without the sacrificial flame. We are unaccepted. I desire both to feel and to confess this fact whenever I attempt to preach. I do not wish to get away from it or to conceal it. Nor can I for for I am often made to feel it to the deep humbling of my spirit. He went on to say, put it up there, the second one. He said, I believe that at this present moment, at this present moment, God's people ought to cry out to him day and night that there may be a fresh baptism in the Holy Ghost. There are many things, I wish you'd hear me, there are many things that are desirable for the church of Christ, but only one thing is absolutely needful. I'll pause right there. There are many things that are desirable for you, but one thing is needful. I desire a lot of things. I desire a lot of things, but one thing is needful. What's that? His presence. I want a lot of things. I wish you'd be honest in here. I want a lot of things. I said I want a lot of things. I want my, I want, I want my friend's bulldog to give me babies so I can sell them. I want that. He's a handsome, ugly dog, but I want his puppies. I desire that. Are you hearing me? But there's one thing that I need. 
I desire, I desire many things, but there's only one thing that is needful. And that's to have his presence moving over my home, my house, and my heart. Because if I have those things, but, are missing, but I'm missing the main thing, I'll say it again. Because if I have those things, but I'm missing the main thing, then I have no thing. If I have those things, but I'm missing the main thing, then I have no thing. And so God is looking for a people. Ready? God is looking for a people. What kind of people? A thirsty people. And some of you aren't thirsty tonight because you're full of yourself. That didn't go over too well. Let me say it again. Some of you aren't thirsty because you're too full of yourself. And God has to empty you. And I wish you'd hear me. And sometimes that's exactly what he does. He brings you to a place of brokenness where he literally gets you patas para arriba. He grabs you by your ankles, turns your world upside down, shakes everything out of you until you say, I can't do it on my own. And then he says, all right, now I can do something with you because you were too full of pride. I wish you'd help me preach this word. You were too, of your, you were too full of yourself. You're too rebellious. Come on now. Your heart is fattened. Your, your ears are dumb. You don't hear the word. So I got to bring you to a place of brokenness so that I can fill you up again. This promise is not for all. This promise is for those that are thirsty. Are there any thirsty people at Abundant Life Church? Lift your hand and shout, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. Who receives the gift? Those that are thirsty. And touch your neighbor and say, neighbor. Come on, tell them, neighbor. Are you thirsty? When we're thirsty, we'll ask him for it and he'll give it. Now, there is a promise. Here it is. I'm done. There's a promise to pour out his spirit. Number two, we're going to keep talking about it for four weeks. The second promise is to pour out his blessing. Give me verse three. I wish you'd hear me. I wish you'd hear me. Give me verse three. Because he says, I will pour out my spirit. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour water upon him that's thirsty and floods. My God, you know what it you know what it is a flood? Coachella people know what it's like to, to have a flood. Every time it rains, it floods. And floods upon the dry ground. And I will pour my spirit upon thy seed. That's talking about your children. I gotta confess, my kids aren't perfect. And because they're pastor's kids, they hate it when daddy talks about them from the pulpit. That's all right. They have to suffer how we suffer. They're a part of the sermon. They can't they can't run from it, they can't hide from it. Too bad. But I know my kids, I know my kids have to grow up. I know they have to fail on their own. I wish that I could shield them from making mistakes, but I can't. And I wish that I could save them myself, but I can't do that. They got to live on their own. I wish you to help me in here, parents. And even though you teach them right, even though you point them in the right direction, they're still going to go wayward. I wish parents would help me preach this like, you know, I'm telling you the truth. They're still going to make mistakes. They're still going to stumble. Right, Pastor Joe? They're still going to go out. You can raise them in the things of God. Come on. They've been raised under the pews. Well, not pews. They'll be able to say I was raised under the church chairs. They've grown up in this environment. But as I watch them grow up, I see the things that, I see the things that aren't of God in their life too. I see the craving or the desire that they have for things that aren't from the Lord. And I have to pray for them and say, God, they have to come to, I can't save my kids. You have to reveal yourself to them, God. 
you have to show yourself to them as the Lord God. They have to be able to come to realize that all other things are worthless when they compare to the glory of their creator. They have to come to the play. When I was 16 years old, I had an encounter with God that forever marked me. When I was a young boy, I had a visitation from God that forever changed my life. I, whether you believe it or not, he was there, he was present, but I still had to make mistakes. It didn't mean that I walked it out perfectly. Young people, let me talk to the young people. You're going to fall down. You're going to make mistakes, but don't beat yourself up and don't you ever quit on God because he won't ever quit on you. He is a faithful father. He loves you. Come on. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And he will be right there to pick you up and draw you back to him until you come home. But this promise is not only for me. I say, God, pour out your spirit upon me. But this is also for my seed. Yeah. And you want to know something? As a parent, we should love our kids that way. God, if you're going to pour it out, I'd, I want, I'd rather, I'd, I'd almost prefer that you pour it out over them. Yeah. God, thank you for pouring it out over me, but please don't skip my children. How many desire for the Spirit of God to be poured out over your children? I want, oh, I wish you'd clap your hands like, like you want, and I want that Spirit over my seed. Junior, come. Worship team, come. But it's not only his spirit. He said also, I will pour out my blessing. You better hear the word of God. He's going to pour out his blessing. Somebody shout his blessing. Uh, I don't know about you, but I want him to pour out my, his spirit, and I want him to pour out his blessing. Let me tell you something. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. I like getting the new car. It feels good for a while, but after that, it gets old. After that, the new car smell goes away. Right, D? I swore no food in this car. No food in this car. A month later, chicken nuggets everywhere, donde quiera. Smell like Burger King in my car. Let me tell you something. The promise for us this year, it's not only the outpouring of his spirit, it's the outpouring of his blessing. Junior, I believe he's going to bless you. You got a little family. You got a new family. Your, fa your family, you're barely starting your family. Don't you want God's blessing over your house, Junior? Huh? Don't you want it over your, over your daughter? How old's your baby? Huh? You don't know? <laughs> he just said, I'm nervous. Don't look at anybody. You're red right now, Junior. Just don't look at them. Don't look at them. God's going to pour out his blessing. God is going to pour out, not trickle down. I wish I had a, a, a pitcher. I wish I had a pitcher. God is going to pour out his blessing. Not trickle down. Pour out. Over your seed. Your children over our house. And over this house. God is about to pour out his spirit number two God's about to pour out his blessing and, in, and according to verse four where there is an outpouring of his spirit there's life 
and they shall spring up as among the grass as willows by the water courses let me tell you all the dead things right now are about to come to life Ooh, I wish you'd hear me every dead thing is about to come to life here's how it happens by the outpouring of the Holy Ghost if your marriage is dying get ready God's about to pour out his spirit somebody needs to hear this you thought you needed another date night that ain't the answer what you need is the spirit of God to visit you you want romance again let the spirit of God fall all over you and you're going to look at your wife as if she's the best thing since sliced bread you want to fall in love with your wife again a date night ain't going to fix it I've heard thousands of marriage I've been to marriage conferences I've heard people preaching on it what you need to do is buy her flowers the flowers die Pastor Sarah can tell, can, can tell you this. I've done it. Fresh flowers on the table. And then you're fighting like cats and dogs in the middle of the flowers. You ain't talking to me. Some of you know what it's like to have those flowers thrown at you. Steak dinner. Great. But contention after the date's over. But God will pour out his spirit on you. And he'll give you a grace. And I, and I know what I'm preaching right now because you're looking at me like, you ain't never had to live that. God knows. And oh, I wish you'd hear me. God knows that I've had to walk this out. God will pour out his spirit on you in such a way that he'll give you a love for her. He'll give you a love. Come on. He will give you a love for him that is from another world. It's supernatural. Your business is dead. Get ready. God's about to put life in. And he does it by pouring out his spirit. Not only his spirit, he's about to pour out his blessing. Brother David, do you believe the word of the Lord? God is about to pour out his spirit and his blessing. His spirit and his blessing. His spirit and his blessing. Some of you aren't thirsty yet. So here's, here's the last point. Here's the effect of the outpoured spirit. Ready? Life. Somebody shout life. life. Everybody stand. You can have Revival Wednesday and be out by 8.30. It's possible. Softly. Listen. Please don't look at your pastor and be like, what happened to him? Did he have a, did he have a five-hour energy before service? No. I'm going to tell you, please hear me. I'm going to be transparent right now, softly. When I tell you how the Spirit of God comes and speaks and encourages and admonishes and rebukes and corrects, I, I, a lot of pastors don't do that because they're afraid that that kind of transparency scares some of the people away. Forget all that. I have no qualms with telling you not to act holy or pious or to seem like I'm super spiritual. Forget that too because that reeks to high heaven. I tell you so that you would be encouraged. Don't look at me and think, why is he being different? It's not that I'm being different. It's that I'm trying to obey what God's telling me to do. And, 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 and some of you haven't been here long enough to even know how I started in ministry. My wife doesn't know this. My family doesn't know this. But I went back and listened to messages that I preached when I began. 
nobody was around. Before most of you were ever here. And I heard something in those sermons that was eerily missing from these. And that's when the Spirit of God said, I'm going to take you back. You care too much about who's sitting in your pew. You preached without fear or favor, not for a crowd. And because you didn't care about the crowd, I put you before a large one. Fernie, when I started, he put me before 2,500 men. I was a kid. I didn't care. What's your honorarium? I tell him, keep it. What do you charge? Nothing. The Lord's saying, go back to that. Be free again. Be fearless again. Fear the Lord your God and not men. And I surely will fill your mouth with my word. And I'll pour my spirit out upon you. He said every Sunday that you stand behind that sacred desk you're there for one reason boy and that is to say thus says the Lord forget your graphics throw out your plan it's alright I guess but I am the Lord your God and you are to walk blamelessly before me Because the days are dark and the love of many waxes cold. But I will pour out my spirit upon those that are thirsty. And rivers will flood that dry land. And those that are hungry, those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. There are a lot of things that I want. But he reminded me, there's a lot of things you want, boy, but there's one thing that you need, and that's my spirit to be poured out. And I'm not only going to pour out my spirit, but I'm going to pour out my blessing. And I believe God. If you knew what that blessing was, cousin, you'd be running all over this altar. If you knew what the blessing of God was, you would be absolutely beside yourself. Because it's not the blessing of men. It's not the blessing of your job. It's the blessing of your father. Your father who owns everything, everything, everything. Your father's about to bless you. And I wish you would act like it in this place tonight. Somebody lift your hand and shout, I'm ready to receive the promise of of God. I'm ready. I'm hungry and I'm thirsty for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty for the blessing of the Lord. Somebody worship in this place. Hallelujah. Come on and take us out now. Hallelujah. 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 Lift your voice and sing it out. Your presence. Hallelujah. Your presence Everybody, I dare you to worship before you go home. Tell the Lord tonight.
Father, your presence, your presence, your presence. 